Hello goblins and ghouls, and welcome to another installment of My Haunted Life podcast with me, Angela Hartshorn. How are you doing today? Are you holding up with everything going on? Have you had a cup of tea today? I'm so excited about today's story, brought to you by the Pickety Witch. It has a little bit of everything. Ghosts with knives, a cleaning spirit, a phantom baby crying, and we even talk a little bit about the Fae. This episode also includes our first EVP. So let's get started, shall we? Make sure to grab yourself a cup of tea, make sure the door is locked and the sage is close by. I have a story to tell you. The little town of New Gloucester is as unassuming as they come. It is a small farming town in rural Maine, just south of Portland. The town has many acres of farmland and forests surrounding it. It was settled in the 1740s by men from Gloucester, Massachusetts, who saw the promise of fertile land and wooded hills. Shortly after settling, New Gloucester was completely abandoned due to ongoing fighting with the local Native Americans. Settlers returned in the 1750s, and New Gloucester became official in 1774, right in time for the American Revolution. After the war, it became a supply and transportation center for lumber and farming for the surrounding area. This caused a surge in population, which means building. Homes were built, farms were started, town infrastructure grew with mills, shops, and inns, and also schools and three churches. This development also brought a group known as the Shakers. The Shakers, or the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing, are a very unique religious group. They were originally Quakers, otherwise known as the Religious Society of Friends, with a smattering of French camsarge, which broke off in 1747 to create their own thing. From the Quakers, the Shakers got a belief that everybody could find God within him or herself, rather than through clergy or ritual. From the French, they got the idea that some of their leaders could be prophets. One unique trait of the Shakers was exactly how they would worship God. They would literally violently shake their bodies and tremble, feeling the power of Christ in them. The Shakers believed in communal living and all property was shared among the people. They didn't believe in having sex as it was sinful, so they had to adopt children. When the adopted child turned 21, they were given the choice of staying or leaving the community. They also depended on recruitment to keep their numbers up. I have a strong feeling they had a really hard time with recruitment with that whole no sex angle. They were pacifists and believed in the equality of genders and races. 
They believed in intellectual and artistic development within the society. They dressed simply, spoke simply, and manners were highly encouraged. They lived in rural areas to avoid the corrupting influence of big cities. They believed that it was possible to create a more perfect society here on earth, and they strived for it. In New Gloucester, the Shaker settlement of Sabbath Day Lake was established by a group of Shaker missionaries in 1782 and was known as Thompson's Pond Plantation. The first members were from Gorham, Maine. The community grew to over 200 members in less than a year. They built their first meeting house in April 1794 and built their first dwelling across the road in 1795. The Sabbath Day Lake community grew to a size of 1,900 acres with 26 large buildings by 1850. Buildings on the ground included the meeting house, the brethren's shop, which still holds a working blacksmith shop and woodworking operation. A large new central dwelling house was built around 1883. The Shakers strived to be as self-sufficient as possible while being an active part of the community. They built a mill and farm that enabled them to sell produce and commercial goods to the areas around them. At the turn of the century, the Shakers' numbers dwindled significantly. Again, probably that whole no sex thing had a part in that. By 1800, the amount of Shakers at Sabbath Day Lake was only 140. By 1850, there were only 70. By 1880, there were 43. By the 1930s, there was 13. After a word from our sponsors, I have my lovely friend Rachel, the artist behind The Pickety Witch, to tell us about her ghostly experiences growing up in such a unique location. buddy miss rachel powell of the pickety witch hello hello <laughs> how are you today love i'm doing pretty good i have uh my friend Gigi's here with me <laughs> i so love your face <laughs> oh wearing a lot um <laughs> that's Gigi. i can't believe how the sound is picking up that purr like seriously <laughs> yeah it's so cute so, with the recording, I'm going to put it on my Patreon eventually. So, if anybody wants to follow me on Patreon, you get to see how cute Rachel and Gigi are. 
considering that Gigi is taking up a fourth of the screen it's and is totally going to steal the entire show on us. Yeah. It's it's worth watching, for sure. <laughs> oh. We are very highly amused. Mm-hmm. So, tell me tell me about yourself. What do you do? I mean, I, I know, but... For our I am, I guess, an artist. Um, I design... Well, I started with pins on my Etsy shop, and then... I, after, like, pins went really well, I went into, like, art prints and clothing and uh, necklaces and... I'm awkwardly showing them. <laughs> yeah. um, more recently, I just did, like, a whole kitchen witch set, like, um, like with an apron and oven mitts and stuff like that, and I want to do dresses. And so, um, yeah, I just basically design witchy accessories and apparel... And on my Instagram, I believe it says, inspired by nature, the occult, and magic. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and it's so accurate knowing you. Oh, I also have my shirt. I oh, bought yeah. a yoga shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing mine, too. That's my favorite one. You know, I literally <laughs> lived in that shirt almost all of quarantine. Oh, good. They're so soft. Like, if you look at my pictures of the mask... <laughs> on the Fakatur website, it's literally always the baby goat shirt. Baby goat. They're just so, they're so comfy. They are so comfy. I need to get another one, so I will eventually wear it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to make more, but quarantine has made that kind of difficult because my screen printer is, uh, like, not open, but kind of open. So, you know. Quarantine. You're dealing, yeah, you know. So, but yeah, I love it. I do. No, and, I mean, we we actually met last, God, almost a year ago. Yeah, last yeah. August in uh, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. During Hex Fest. was so much fun. Oh, it was great. That was my first time in New Orleans, and it was just, like, a total blast. <laughs> oh, it was. It, that, <laughs> I definitely had fun at that one. That yeah. I, mean, I always loved that show. I think that was my second year doing it mm-hmm. and I think it was better than the first year yeah I think it's just one of those getting better as time goes yeah. on yeah yeah I would have done it this year but uh COVID right but COVID <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be a lot of this yeah so um one of the things that we talked about a little bit when we first became friends were spooky ghosty things mm-hmm. and so when I started doing the pod, I don't know why I'm staring at the ground, but um, uh, when I started the podcast, I totally thought of you, and I am so excited for your stories, because I know next to nothing about this place we're talking about. Yeah. And I'm way excited. Yeah, so I have a handful. Um, so I grew up in uh, New Gloucester, Maine. I'm a New Englander. <laughs> now I'm living down in uh, down in North Carolina, so it's a little strange, like culture shock for me. Oh my um, god! With the heat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I grew up in Maine, and New Gloucester was um, it was founded in like 1700s, and it was like a farming town, and um, 
just really old, old buildings in the old village and um, old and spooky. And that's where I grew up. <laughs> I love it because the little bit of history I found, it talked about the people coming from Gloucester, Massachusetts and being like, this is a great place to farm. Sorry, that tale is hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and that's why they settled there. Yeah. Just very simple. It's like, we like this land. We shall farm it. Yeah, pretty much. And then, um, the Shakers were there. Uh, that was in, I think the 1780s is when they settled there. And they were initially from England. Um, and I used to go to the Shaker Fair like once a year for Christmas. So that was really cool. Um, just to go and, you know, have all the food and buy old things. Um, but now I think there's only three left. There's three shakers left. There's only three shakers left? Yeah, I read as of, like, 2017, there were three left. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah. But, yeah, so a lot of history. Really old history in New Gloucester. I love it. I know you were telling me about a bed and breakfast. Yes. Okay. So here's my big story. <laughs> I'm so excited. Here we go. So this is like my favorite. I have like a handful of like little ghost stories from my childhood. Um, but this one is my absolute favorite. And it takes place in an old bed and breakfast in the old New Gloucester village. Um, it's no longer a bed and breakfast, which is too bad. Uh, but it was a beautiful old, old house. And we were filming, <laughs> this is back when I really wanted to be a, uh, like a film director, like movie, like filmmaker. Ooh. And uh, we were in, my sister and I were in like seventh grade. And we were filming a movie in the bed and breakfast called The Doll. And it was about living dolls and it was like a horror movie. <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we spent basically the whole summer of 2007 through the fall filming this movie it was like a two hour long movie in wow. the and breakfast and you know you have a bunch of kids like filming a horror movie and things get spooky <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously it was creepy but there were some things that we couldn't really explain Mm -hmm. So when we talked to the owners about, you know, hey, this place haunted, <laughs> um, they were basically like, yep. And their main, they had a few ghosts, but the main ghost that their guests always complained about was yeah, on the second floor, the rooms were numbered. So in room number two, there was a ghost of like this old aunt that used to live in the house when there was like family living there. And she liked to put things away. So she was like that family member that always like tidied up, but like way too oh, much. Okay. So, like, you know, you'd be like, where did my book go? And it's like, Oh, I put every, I cleaned everything. You know, she just put stuff away. Um, so that was like her habit when she was weird. Alive. So I guess that was her room. And guests would complain about their stuff going missing when they stayed in that room. Okay. And then they would find it, like, in random places put away in the room. So, like, in a drawer or, like, under something. Like, it would just be in a really weird place. Huh. 
play like okay well and and they'd ask the owners and the owners would laugh and be like oh that's the ghost of the aunt she's putting your stuff away for you <laughs> i need the ghost in my house like <laughs> i know right i could use some cleaning in, <laughs> in my house um so anyway we were like well we want to test this because that's really cool yeah and so we did and so basically the way the bed and breakfast was set up was that there was bed and breakfast and then the owners lived in like a separate house. And when we went to go film, there was no one else in the house. And so we were filming and then we all left to go get lunch. So no one was else was in there. And we huh. left a, um, like a hand fan on like one of the dressers in room number two and we left. Okay. And then we came back like a couple hours later to keep filming we went in and the fan was gone like for real like textbook the fan was gone and we were like there's no way huh. it just knocked down or something and then we looked for it and we opened a drawer in like one of the dressers and it was in one of the drawers oh man yeah so that was kind of cool that is pretty awesome that it happened so regularly that you could just randomly put something out and test it well, and the funny thing is, is that we were like, oh, wow, that's kind of a crazy coincidence. But we, we kept filming at this place for years after that. So we went mm -hmm. back in 2011 and we were filming in the same room and we were joking about it. <laughs> like, oh, remember the ghost? Like, yeah. And we left for lunch and we came back and the scene we were filming, I was holding a knife. I was like, it was like a different movie. and I was like dying in bed and I had like a knife that I was bringing into a dream or something. So it was this big kitchen knife. And, you know, we I want to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie was never finished. Uh, <laughs> we came back and the knife was gone. And we're like, come on. And we joked, we're like, you don't think it's her. And we looked and looked and looked. And the room was set up where there was this the bed was giant. It was one of those giant Victorian beds. Mm. So like, we wanted to get in the center, like under the bed, like directly center, you'd have to basically like really crawl under. Yeah. And that's where the knife was. And it was just like placed like perfectly in the center underneath the bed. And it was like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Cause that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently I, it's funny. I was just texting my sister about this before we, got on the call and she was like oh yeah that happened with like a couple other things like people's props would end up in the like center under like directly underneath the bed and oh so that I didn't know that she was like oh yeah that happened like someone had like a cane and it ended up there and you know people were like they couldn't find it like oh, I, I didn't know that part but wow so yeah it was just this ghost that really liked to tidy up <laughs> that Again, the fact that it's so regularly occurring is yeah. so unique. Yeah. And that, that complained about it all the time. Dude, huh. like the owners were so not faced. They're like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Like, that's what's going on. See, yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So you said it's a private home now? Yeah, I guess it was It was actually, like, just sold, like, last year. So I'm not oh, sure bad. what it is. Um, so I was going to say, if I ever come visit. We gotta I know this could be like an advertisement for the v and right. um, But yeah, so um, that was fun. A nice ghost. There was always there was also a ghost of a baby crying. 
over like we were there like i said over months of time filming and multiple people in the cast at different times were heard the baby crying in the house whoa and we actually caught it on camera are you serious yeah and i i need to find the clip for you <laughs> yes please it's on like the behind the scenes of the disc um but it's just like a shot we we're not we're like filming but it was a cut and like someone forgot their line and we're resetting the scene and no one's really paying attention and way background you can hear a baby crying and no one in the shot hears it like everyone everyone's doing whatever and then you can hear like if you turn the audio up it's like it's crying it's there <laughs> oh whoa you know the owners knew about the aunt yeah uh, from like a family that had lived there because I, I guess that was just a ghost that passed like that story was passed down um but i mean the house was so old like exactly. it was from the late 1700s based on like the widow walk and everything that was in there uh so i wouldn't doubt it you know, I, I mean, especially if it's a private home at one point, it would make sense, especially that time. Yeah. You know, you probably gave birth in the house and oh, the doctor yeah. came to you and yeah. infor- infant mortality was just like, really what, 50% or something at the time? Yeah. Something insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. So, yeah, yeah. those wow. are my two ghost friends in the bed and breakfast. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> and then I I also want to ask you about the uh is it the island you were telling me about? Oh, Mackworth Island. Yes. Okay, so Mackworth Island. I love this. Place. I want to say it's near Portland. Um, and we used to go all the time when I was little. And it was initially um, it had a school for the deaf there in like the 50s and it was like really something went down like not good like something happened you know <laughs> like you can imagine like something happened i haven't read too much in history but something not good so the school shut down okay uh, or it's pretty abandoned but they still hold some sort of classes there but the buildings are like falling apart huh. uh, so anyway so big thing about mackworth island as a kid was that it had um, the fairy houses. It was just covered in fairy houses. That was like the thing you did, like when you went. It was like you went and made the ha- I mean, there's so many of them. I, was, I went recently and it was like total like Blair Witch vibes. 
<laughs> going there, walking around the woods. Like it was like you just felt like you were gonna come across something, not and disappear to, like, and never be seen again. Um, but anyway, the other thing about that island was that there was this tree called the Whispering Tree. Oh, I love the. I was gonna ask about the tree next. I forgot it was on the same island. <laughs> yeah, and. It had, it was like this giant old tree, and it had a bunch of ears carved into it. Ears? Yeah, like human ears. Like carved. I remember this part of the story. Ears. Oh, maybe I didn't tell you that part. <laughs> yeah, I had ears carved into it. <laughs> what? And what you would do is you would uh, tell, like, your secret to the tree. You'd go up and whisper your secret to the tree. And I had, like, a little, like... There was like a little fence around it and it was like you know the whispering tree it always scared me that whole island used to creep me out like it was fun doing the fairy houses but i always felt really uneasy being on that island huh yeah i want to go research the island because that sounds like fun there's but... also a pet cemetery on there oh my god this island has everything <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool like, to go back and you know when I was living in Portland we went back there and we found like stuff I hadn't seen before like the pet cemetery we went more around the buildings and um yeah it's, it's spooky I'm just like what yeah. I want to know who carved the ears into the tree that's weird yeah and why weird I, I am a big fan was, of buy of things. <laughs> it was always just a thing. I don't know. No one ever questioned it. It just was there. Huh. Yeah. That no. definitely sounds like one of those like local fun things to do. Oh yeah. Summer <laughs> thing. Build a fairy house. Tell your secrets to the tree. Don't get kidnapped by the the fae you know <laughs> yeah i'm like as soon as you told me about the ear part i don't know if you watched my whole face just cringe i'm like this yeah. is literally how you get kidnapped by fairies yeah seriously maybe i was maybe i'm not me don't I'm say like, that whatever. but then again i didn't know you before you got kidnapped so right i'm a big fan of this rachel just saying <laughs> possibly changeling rachel <laughs> yeah so yeah, that was that island. That's amazing. Well, I think I think that's about it for everything. Thank you so much for coming on and yeah. telling me your my stories. My, your <laughs> weird stories. I, I if you get this video of the baby crying, please send it because yeah, I just need to find it. Yeah, because I know we put it in the behind-the-scenes featurette of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. I just love the movie. I really do. It's, well, I was, like, 14 when we made it, so. I don't it's, care. It's bizarre. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I basically grew up, I mean, I had a graveyard in my backwoods, so. Ah. Uh, you know. My no, house growing up was a little haunted as well so Ugh. we'll have to have you on for to talk about your haunted house growing yeah. up, I had a haunted house too growing up. Yeah. Well, we can have that. horrible maybe not horrible but uh childhood 
home ghost stories. Oh, yeah, they're not so bad. See, mine weren't bad, but they were enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were frightening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Miss Rachel. And yeah. everybody, go look up her artwork. You will not be sorry. Oh, my God. And you can find her on Instagram. Facebook, I don't feel like you do as much on Facebook, but definitely Instagram. It's the same stuff as Instagram. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why I see all the same stuff. Um, yep, Instagram. and then I'm on Etsy and yep. Redbubble as well. Perfect, and everything is Pickety the Pickety Witch, correct? Basically, or the Pickety Witch Shop, or on Redbubble, it's Pickety Witch 23, because I didn't realize that would be my shop name when I made the account. Oh, no. <laughs> something ridiculous like that too so i understand <laughs> and i'll make sure to post all the links with everything oh, so cool. i can make sure we have them all straight so thank you so much rachel yeah thanks for having me of course give me a second thank you so much for listening to another episode of my haunted life podcast with me angela hartshorn I would like to give a big thank you to my dear friend Rachel Powell of the Pickety Witch for being on and of course her co-host over there, Miss Gigi. If you like what you're hearing, please like, rate, and subscribe us on your favorite podcast apps. It goes a long way to getting audience members. Please keep sharing us with your friends. I'm not sure why I'm saying us, but you understand. Um, you can also follow me on Patreon if you really want to be a part of the show. You can get behind the scenes, like all the footage of Gigi. You will not be sad about it. You can also find me on Instagram. And now we have a Facebook group where, ironically, I post, did a video of my cat Biggs not too long ago. So... Thank you all so, so much again. For today's show, I used the New Gloucester Historical Society, the National Park Service, mps.org, and Wikipedia. Thank you so much.